Welcome to the Top Advisor Marketing Podcast brought to you by Proudmouth. I'm your host, Matt Halloran. Being your own loud is not new to marketing, but the mindset, strategies, and resources to help you get there are evolving faster than this industry is keeping up. It is time to find a new perspective on what works why and how to move your business forward. Listen as I interview guests to help you learn from them how to be your own loud. Let's get to the show. All right. Hello and welcome to another Top Advisor Marketing Podcast. Today, we have somebody who I've actually looked up to for a while, mostly because she kind of is where I really always wanted to go, which is a nationally recognized speaker on top 10 list and also has an unbelievable podcast that has a huge following, which is called Women Rocking Wall Street. Sherry Fitz is my guest today. Sherry, welcome to the show. Ah, hello. <laughs> You're hilarious. Oh That's so good. I'm going to play that every morning to wake up to. That Perfect. sounds like a great idea. <laughs> That's well, my you alarm. Know, <laughs> you, you really, I am just, the, the, you are the complete package when it comes to a brilliant marketing consultant, a person who markets themselves incredibly well, stays on brand, stays on message, and you're really, really consistent. And so everybody needs to go to sherryfitz.com. Her website's wonderful. You can subscribe to the podcast there. But I'm going to spend some time today highlighting something that I read to prepare for the podcast today, which was one of her blogs, which is called It's the Little Things That Matter. We'll make sure we have that in the show notes. Why don't you preface this a little bit? Where did this come from? And let's talk about this blog piece. Well, the first thing that it came from was I was in line at Starbucks during COVID and I looked down at the floor and they had green tape. And I thought to myself, they actually thought about that. They did. They thought about that. Even in the depths of COVID, Starbucks found green tape. Mm-hmm. And I really do think that it's all those additive things in a brand, the experience, everything that really matters. And I think sometimes we think that we it has to be the big stuff, but I think the little tiny drip, drip, drip of brand consistency is where it's at. Amen. And and of course, that's one of the reasons why you and I and, and Proudmouth and your organization are so aligned. It's that consistent drip, drip, drip of the message. And you teach this. So let's talk about that. How do you talk to financial services professionals about maintaining consistency in their brand message while they're just doing their daily communications? You know, I think probably one of the things is, is that a lot of folks let compliance get in their way. Mm. And what I try to teach folks is, listen, there's a lot that compliance does not control. Yeah. And it's a lot of the little stuff that delights people, right? Mm -hmm. So when I'm speaking in real life (laughs) and there's people in the audience, one of the things I do and I've been known to do is toss out polka dotted socks. It does a couple of things. One, it makes the recipient really happy. Mm -hmm. Two, it keeps everybody on the edge of their seat. And it also gives the introverts a reason to participate. It changes the tenor in the room from being one of very serious to one that's playful and whimsical and kind of learning based. Mm-hmm. And people love them because they're cozy and snuggly and thick. And that, you know, they're like, I actually thought about what they felt like when people get them. Mm-hmm. Right. And here, here's the thing. 
if I was a financial advisor, guess what? In a way, compliance couldn't control that. Not even right? close. They can't tell you what kind of socks you can throw out an audience, right? Or what kind of tape you can put on your floor mm-hmm. or how, how your voice can be modulated in your answering machine. All those kind of things, whether you can write a thank you note or not, all those kind of things, the little stuff, the stuff that creates a memorable brand, an unforgettable brand, all that kind of stuff, in my mind, is where you can outrun compliance. So I try to show them right the way. Mm -hmm. Well, as long as they're not $10,000 socks, right? And, uh, you know, and that's, you know, so I'm I'm sitting, I'm listening to you. I'm like, okay, so I I hear financial advisors in the back of my head eerily most days. And, uh, you know, so I'm always going to be saying, okay, uh, what are they going to say that, you know, I can't do that? Well, you can do that, right? You can absolutely do that. How awesome is it if you're talking about the security the liberty or the freedom that you're going to feel when you get done working with me as a financial advisor. And then you somehow equate that to a freaking pair of socks or a whatever to give them a trip to freaking Tahiti, give them something that every time they put it on, you know, what's hysterical about the socks. Kirk and I were just at a conference before the world came to an end. Right. And uh-huh. he was like, dude, what are you doing? Cause I grabbed socks from every table and you know what, Cherry, I have all of them still. Now some of them were good. Some of them were really not. And they like I blew through them or whatever, like whatever. I have this pair of LPL socks that are high quality and it's hysterical. I put them on. They're polka dot too, by the way. That's where this came from. I put them on, right? They're comfortable and they make me think of LPL. Mm. Now, is that gonna change my behavior? Maybe, right? But hey, they're top of mind for that 10 seconds that it takes me to my old butt to lean over and put my socks on in the morning. Okay. So I, can I just jump in? Cause I want to say one thing, listeners, I got this cool box in the mail the other day. And on the outside of the box, there were these beautiful, well thought out, transparent stickers with an amazing microphone logo on the outside. And I was like, Oh my God. And I opened it up and then inside beautiful orange confetti paper, like on brand orange. Right. And then you go deeper into the box And then there's a coaster with a beautiful on-brand thing with a hashtag, be your own loud. And then there is a wonderful mug. Not as a cheap mug, like a a gorgeous mug that is like this creamy color on the outside and orange on the inside. And it makes me happy. Here. See? It Mm -hmm. sounds like China. Like real China. (laughs) Right? It's obviously, you guys, Matt, you guys thought about it. Yeah. You thought about it and you went, if we're going to spend money, then let's let's make it remarkable. And I wanted you to feel and when we bought all of that stuff. So we're you know, when we we're very thoughtful on who we bring on the show. Right. And and we bring you on because of who you are and what you're going to contribute to our audience. And is it self-serving? Absolutely. Because I want great people like you on the podcast. But here's the thing. I don't want you to forget about us after we get done recording, number one and two. And I want you to feel that we value you not just to go ahead and get you in front of our audience because there's overlap there. But I also want it so that every once in a while when you're getting a for a cup of tea or a cup of coffee that you're going to be like, Hey, you know what? One, that was a good experience. Two, I'd like to do that again. Three, they actually gave a crap enough, right? Yeah. You should see, I actually, I, nobody can see this, but I'm going to show you this just so you know. So we now, when we have new clients, we send them this. <gasps> oh my gosh. That's so fantastic. What, yeah, so what this is, it's the same sort of idea, everybody. Uh-huh. So it is a branded box. That's actually high, like, like you'd get from a, 
yeah, I don't know, super expensive company. And you open Joe it Malone. up. Yeah, it's Joe got, Malone have great boxes. Yeah, it's like it's got the the yellow with the ours is red this time with the the paper, and mm-hmm. it's got a couple of pieces of swag in there, and then it also comes with your microphone and all the things you needed to start podcasting. And Sherry, it is so funny how how happy that makes people. And in uh, in the article, so it she she re- keeps going over this idea. It's the little things that matter. So when you're walking into the, when you're walking into your office, is that green tape on the ground? Is it on brand? Is the feeling that everybody gets when they walk into your office, when they get on your Zoom meeting, when they hear your voice, is it on brand? So I'm going to challenge you here. Mm-hmm. How do you help people figure that out? Well, what's interesting is a lot of people call me and they say, I want to have some of that social media stuff. And then I go, well, hang on a minute. Please sit on the couch and tell me what you want to be when you grow up. Because I need to know what absolutely brings you joy about the work that you do with people. The thing is about financial advisors, and this is why I choose to stay in this industry, is you change people's lives in ways that you never know. Even if they say, no, you're not my person. You have changed that person because they are spending time and energy with you. I, that's what I try to do is help them figure out what it is that brings them joy, right? And then start poking around the edges of okay. what they think is whimsical and nice and fun and all that kind of stuff. We have, you know, I have one client that seriously, a lot of his infographics that we ended up doing were almost a spinoff on Game of Thrones because he was a huge Game of Thrones fan. And see Game of Thrones-esque infographics in the TPA world, he really loved it. He really loved it. Right. So it was just going to be so excited. Right. When he hands stuff, there's going to be joy there. Right. Uh, When is the last time your marketing stuff brought you joy? And this is why you have to you have to talk to somebody like Sherry if it isn't Sherry, because she is going to go that extra layer of depth so that you do have that level of joy. When she held up the mug, just so everybody knows, I was cheesing it from ear to ear because (laughs) it makes me so utterly happy that that makes you happy because that was the whole intention. I bet you, I bet you that people send you pictures of that mug on their table. And I bet you that people send you pictures of the in front with their podcasting gear all set up, all looking good. People send me pictures of my socks. Usually it's their kiddos wearing my socks, which makes me even happier, right? Because they like to dance around in them. And who gets polka dotted socks? Like I've been, I've been doing it, by the way, for nearly nine years. So I was into the sock thing earlier, but my language of love is touch and, and giving. Mm -hmm. It could be as a financial advisor, that's not your language of love. It could be that your language of love is time, which is my husband's. Mm. So if that's the case, right, then perhaps how can you amplify that with your clients? And I'm thinking, okay, post COVID, whatever that looks like, Invite your clients as a group to celebrate with you doing some kind of Habitat for Humanity thing, mm-hmm. right? That's that's your language of love wrapping around them or try to figure out what your client's language of love is and meet them there. Yeah. Do you Have you done any writing on the language of love thing? 
I did a presentation a long time ago, frankly, when I was at LPL about the language of love, and I thought it was a little too woo-woo for- Oh, oh okay. I got <laughs> Is you. it too much? Uh, well, not, no, not at all. I, I was an, I'm, an ex, I'm a recovering therapist, so I'm all about the, not only the love language, but just how people communicate. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to use a real-world example here that's entirely along with, with this blog and, and the mutual philosophy that Cherry and all of us here at Proudmouth share. So I would uh, I used to do when I was a consultant uh, my most popular offering was on-site consultations. So for an obscene amount of money I would fly out to your firm and I had this 100 point checklist and I was wildly thorough and w- one of the major things that I was touch I would touch on is how I felt. Right? Mm-hmm. And so here's what would happen all the time. I knew so my I focused on female financial planners. That was my ideal client. I would walk into one of these unbelievably successful women's offices and freaking CNBC's on, right? So I'd sit there and I, you know, I'd sit down where the client sat and I'd look around and I'd take some notes and you know the receptionist director first and person freaking out, right? Who, what what is this guy doing? I'm writing stuff down. They were then supposed to take me to the the place that I was going to meet them, whether that was the advisor's office or her her conference room. And then I would sit there and I'd sit in different positions and I'd write a whole bunch of stuff down. And they're like, what, what do you write? Because I'd feverishly write stuff down. Everything from color scheme to, to books. Oh my God. They would have books behind the advisor that would say things like how to sell more. <laughs> you know, how to close the hard client. But, <laughs> but I'm going to get back to CNBC really quick because this is my biggest, biggest frustration. I never worked with a woman who was a trader. I only work with financial planners. And so all of a sudden, I, as a client, am walking in and I'm being barked at about what's going on in the market, which is going to change my mind. And then I'm going to go sit down. I'm going to look at my portfolio and say, oh my God, I'm not beating the S&P. According to the S&P out in your garage or out in your lobby, I'm down 14.3%. And the advisor's like, hell, I'm not even, I I don't do that. Mm. 14.9% isn't the rate of return you're looking for anyway. But they set themselves up for failure. Mm. Mm-hmm. You, you, when people engage you because of the depth of questions you ask, that stuff becomes uncovered. What, what other stuff have you run into when you're talking to them about that? It's interesting because we have this brand audit thing and I'm, I'll send it to you so you can have it and, and give it away. But okay. you got to walk into your office as you did, mm-hmm. as if you were a client and start to pay attention to, to your point, to everything. Even to, even to write the mugs Mm -hmm. and the heft of the mug and the tea and the, this and the, the, you know, all of those, just even, even the heft of the mug communicates something. This is why I do not understand. Why do people give away skinny ass paper business cards that are skinny (laughs) and flimsy? What does that tell? What does that say? That says, I'm cheap. Yeah. I have no, I have, I'm, I'm cheap. I, I got these done at Kinko's, mm-hmm. <laughs> you yeah. know? So yeah, you just have to kind of like start to go, well, they, my house is a really great example. 1,250 square feet was rebuilt from the studs from a guy in California. Mm-hmm. Anything that you touch is European. Everything else, Ikea. Anything you touch is rich and has heft mm-hmm. and is classic and perfect mid-century modern. Mm-hmm. And then everything else is Ikea. The inside of the cabinetries, Ikea. Once we started figuring it out, I was, damn, 
you know, but when you go, when you go to a very high end hotel, mm-hmm. they do the same thing. Anything that you touch is like heft and nice oomph to it. Mm-hmm. That's what you need to do as an advisor. How much of the stuff do you talk about on your podcast? Because you have achieved a, a, a very nice success and notoriety, mind you, about the podcast, which is super cool because you've got a kick-ass brand with with the podcast. Let's talk about how when did that epiphany happen and why in God's name did you decide to throw your kind of because you're a professional speaker, you're you know, people pay you for all of that sort of stuff. Why did you start podcasting? Is this part of your heft? Here's the deal about pod, this my podcast is and I should, I should get on your couch and talk to you guys for a while. But so I'm in marketing and I'm very interested in how we reach each other. And, and I'm a big time podcaster. And I, cause I walk, like I just got back from walking. I was like slid in the door. My hair is still, you guys, my hair is still greasy, but thank God this is not video, but I was very interested in the reach of podcasting. And so I got my podcasting equipment in 2014, oh. but, and I didn't really have the guts to turn on record mm-hmm. until 2015. My podcasting is really an experiment for me in just the, the, the media, the medium of podcasting. You know this, when you have a podcast, you can talk to anybody. Yeah. My podcast is absolutely my gift back to the market for women in financial services. I feel that I want to validate their experience because after being in this industry for almost 30 years, there were times when I would come home and it was overwhelming. Mm. I was in a meeting all day yesterday and I was one of two women in that meeting. It was really remarkable, right? It's, it's kind of like my gift to the industry. And boy, do I get to talk to a lot of really driven, passionate people. Mm-hmm. You know this, we get as much out of our podcast as we give. It just is a great medium. And it's still full on open opportunities, right? (laughs) There is no way we haven't even scratched the surface on podcasting, Sherry. Well, Seth Godin says, you just have to have a small amount of your weird people. Mm -hmm. Like the intersection of you and your weirdness and them and their weirdness. That's that's all you really need to to have a a minimum viable podcast. Mm -hmm. I was on a, a call yesterday with somebody who was asking me, like I'm generally on this side of the mic, Sherry, and I'm I'm quite mm-hmm. comfortable interviewing people. I'm not always on the other side of the mic, but when I am, I find myself saying things that I'm like, wow. <laughs> like, that I guess came I out of my mouth. Yeah, I know. <laughs> and sometimes it's great and sometimes it sucks, but whatever. But but one of the things that she she said to me was, What do you like about this? And I and I said, actually, it's Claire Aiken. Do you know Claire? Oh, yes, indeed. She's awesome. Oh, oh God. Good one. Good one. Yeah, yeah. I, I, that was a home run for me. I, I was, we had her on our show and I was just like, you know, if there's ever an opportunity, she's like, oh my God, I'd love to have you on our webinar. So it's going to come out later down the road. But here's the fun thing is she said, you know, what do you like about it? I said, okay, Claire, it's very, very simple. She's got a podcast too, by the way. I said, I get to interview unbelievably intelligent, interesting people every day. I get to learn something new every day. I've learned from you already. We're like, what, 20 minutes in? And there's a whole bunch of different stuff. I love the, I'm going to use the idea of the tape on the floor just as something to keep me mindful of how we're always consistently portraying our brand here because our brand is very important to us. Mm -hmm. But I get to interview really, really, really smart people. And not only do I get to interview them, but I'm hopefully going to ask a question 
that it's going to make them think of something that maybe they hadn't thought of before. When you are in a podcasting world and you help somebody have, even if it's an itty bitty epiphany, which by the way, you do this all the time. So I love your podcast because you're giving the, the women in our industry a platform to confidently say how freaking awesome they are in a no judgment zone, which empowers them to do it. And you get to experience that right there with them. And Sherry, I think it's freaking beautiful. It's probably the same thing that happens to you where it's almost like an out-of-body experience. Mm-hmm. You just go wherever the conversation leads you. You go down a rabbit hole you never thought you had. You get to ask questions that you never thought you would ask. It just allows you... We, people leave the conversation with me saying, wow, that was really fun. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, well, I've always... I suppose this is where it comes from. Hmm. I went to four different high schools. Whoa. We moved... Every year, pretty much. My father was a was a computer programmer for a large engineering firm, computer engineering firm, and he was specifically focused on wastewater. And so wherever the problems were, we moved to. And so I went to four different high schools. I had to be really good at interviewing people. Yeah. yeah. Right? Because that's the, or else I would be in the library at lunch. Yeah. So I had to get good at making conversation no matter where that was. Mm-hmm. Yeah. By the way, just so you know. You, you can get your own tape made. You can get your own. Yeah. You can get your own shipping tape made with your own logo on it and everything. You can get that made. I'm a, there's a there's a company called Sticker Mule, and th- talk about like taking a commodity and turning it into experience. Yeah. Sticker Mule, Moo. If you haven't ordered from Moo, you should just order from Moo to see the client experience. The boxes, the quality of the boxes that they send you for your business card are like a present. So they went through, they're in printing. That's a commodity. Yeah. Like there's no margin in it. Yeah, there is. Because people- Yeah, if you do it right. Mm -hmm. Ditto for Sticker Mule, right? So you can get your own colored, like branded- Shipping tape, FYI, which I, which, which I did. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I think Lisa probably, so Lisa's the, she's, she's literally an interior designer. Uh, ah. That's what she does on the flip side of running our company. Uh, I know that that, that is always something. So, so to, to kind of bring this full circle, is your client experience make you feel like you're not a commodity? Mm-hmm. Because our industry is getting terribly, can be terribly mm-hmm. commoditized, right? If you don't have the heft that we're talking about, if you don't have that experience, the Game of Thrones handouts, I mean, all of these sorts of things, if you don't have that, then you're going to be lumped in with Joe Schmuckatelli down the street. Absolutely. Indeed. You know, it was interesting. We saw this flight to independence in our industry. Mm-hmm. Everybody's going independent. And now there's this massive M&A eating everybody up, which means- Everybody's going to look the same yeah. again, right? So the way that you can be different is to be different, like to choose to be different. Not everybody can grow a beard like yours, but it's on brand, right? Totally on brand. Hey, I appreciate that. <laughs> I can't grow it anywhere else. I'm bald as a cue ball, but uh, I grow it where I can. So. Right? You know, and if everybody saw me, if I, this were in real life, right, I'd have a hat on. I just did a session on, on personal branding for the Association for Pre- Financial Professionals. And I'm like, you, you got to take your brand and you just got to stretch it. And that includes how you show up. Mm-hmm. What's your voicemail? Mm-hmm. 
I know you probably have to have that little thing about the trades. Yeah. Put it to music, sing it, whatever, right? Make it different. Mm-hmm. People will remember if you're whatever different. You, they're, they're like those little earworms. I don't know if you ever saw the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy or the Star Trek Wrath of Khan when they actually put that earworm in it. That's still to me, yep, oh God, I wish you could see the look on her face because that's the same feeling I get every time I bring that up. But it's that earworm, right? What can you do to constantly make... I did a, a webinar a little while ago on this platform called we got introduced to. We did it on audio branding. Now, so mm. we have our own audio brand here at Proudmouth, mm-hmm. but this guy does audio branding for so it's like the voicemail. I love that you brought that up as the bum, voice. Bum, bum. What's Dude. that? NBC. Yeah. Oh my God. Right. Well, I don't know if I was on key or whatever, but right. I, I knew where you were. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> But everything should have the feeling. And if there's anything that, that Sherry and I can, can leave you with today is, first off, you have to figure out what your feeling is. None of this matters if you don't have a feeling. Indeed. What else? What am I missing, though? So, so what, besides the feeling, what, where do they go from there? Well, I would also say that, frankly, I think you should just start paying attention. <laughs> How awesome would that be? Goodness what, gracious. What I would love is for you to start paying attention. Even now, in the middle of this shirt storm, mm-hmm. there there are things that are happening all around where businesses are being intentional about their experience with you. So just start paying attention to what you like yeah. and go, hmm, what was it? Why did I like it? How can I replicate that feeling in my business? Mm-hmm. Thank you more than I can, I can say into words for, for being on the show and for doing everything that you do. Screw being on the show. I do appreciate that. But I really, as a, as a person who has been striving to be an advocate for women's voices in financial services, thank you for everything that you do. If somebody wants to hire you, somebody wants to pay you obscene amounts of money to do what you do better than anybody else, what is the best way for them to reach out? And do you have anything that's like maybe in the works or something that you might be able to tease the audience with a little Ooh, bit. Ooh, golly, golly. Okay, the best way to reach out is to find me at sherryfitz.com. So interestingly, I'm in a brand transition. Ooh. So my company name is Shoe Fitz Marketing yep. No More. <gasps> I am now Sherry Fitz and Company, and I have to take the paperwork down to the bank, but and I'm doing that because I was hiding for a long time behind my my shoe fits marketing brand and not kind of coming out and being 100 percent me hmm. and so that's been an interesting journey of intentionally branding myself yeah. right and as i've been doing it i've been thinking about what is it that i bring to the world what i bring to the world is helping advisors and leaders understand how to increase and improve their digital eq hmm. So that the oh, intersection of the what, what what do you mean by EQ? Yeah, yeah exactly. Emotional quotient, emotional ah, intelligence, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, right. It's very similar. What are we talking about? We're talking about how can you use the digital world, which has now been forever changed, to connect better with your clients and your prospects. You have to have a high EQ in order to do that. I'm, my, that's my experiment right now. How okay. am I I'm experimenting? Yeah, yeah. Well, here's the fun part about experimenting is it might not end up where you think it's going to end up, but it's going to end up freaking somewhere, right? Mm -hmm. And you are going to have made personal and professional growth and development because you're willing to experiment. And I think that that's one of the neat things, your energy that you bring to communication and with your clients is to just make them comfortable enough to 
try something just a little bit different, whether that's the brand stuff, whether that's your whole digital platform or whatever, whatever, it's asking the right questions. We're going to have links to your website, of course. We're going to have links to your podcast, of course, and our show notes. So Sherry, you're a rock star. Thank you so much for taking time with us today. And I really, really appreciate you being on the show. It's fantastic to hang out with you. Thank you so much. I appreciate you. Well, thank you. Thank you. And if you have not subscribed to the podcast, do follow us on social media. Make sure that you guys take a look at some different things that we've got going on, including the Influencer Accelerator Academy, which would be magnificent. You can sign up for free. And hopefully I'm going to be able to convince some more people like Sherry to get some free stuff in there for all of you to take some of her thought leadership and make it so that we can have a much more complete opportunity for you to learn from the best of the best. So for Sherry Fitz and company, because <laughs> this is going out it probably after that happens, you got to go down to the bank. And for all of us here at Proudmouth, we want to thank you very much. And we'll see you on the other side of the mic very soon. Thanks for listening to the Top Advisor Marketing Podcast brought to you by Proudmouth. If you want to learn more about how you can be your own loud, visit our website, read our blog posts, attend our educational webinars, and sign up for our new Influence Accelerator Academy, where you too can learn how to truly be an influencer in your space. Have a wonderful day.